It's Tableau Conference After Party Night 2 with Kevin Flurlidge this week on Data Plus Love. Okay, it's not like this being recorded or anything. It's not like no. we're doing a Rogan fade in where all of this counts. Maybe, maybe we might be like that. I might yeah. be doing that now. Uh-oh. But uh, I, you know, I was thinking back the other day because um, I posted some conference pictures in the past, and you posted some conference pictures in the past, and got everyone going. So, like the first time I actually met you in person. So I don't know if you remember. I think you do, but it was in a bar. It was in a bar. And I said, it was hey, TC seventeen over. in New Orleans. So the story couldn't have been seventeen because I wasn't there. It was TC eighteen. TC eighteen. Are, are you? Are we actually recording this? Is this real right now? I mean, it's all. It's all. The the record button has been going, but you know. I know, like, but I need to know if I'm on, and I need to like tame what I say. <laughs> you're on now, Kev. All right, all right, all right, all right. We're on. All but yeah, right. it's okay. So so you and I met for the first time at TC 18 in New Orleans. TC 17 was my first conference. TC 18 was your first conference. Right. And I would argue the best first conference anyone has ever had ever. But I digress. Um, we met at the World of Beer in New Orleans because yeah. that's where it was like a, a pregame, like an opening night uh, kickoff. I think uh, Andy Cockery set it up. Originally, it was supposed to be, and I remember this only, <laughs> it's going to be a digression. It was originally going to be at the Bourbon Cowboy, and then the location changed to the World of Beer. And I remember the Bourbon Cowboy because of this story. One day, my wife confronted me with our credit card bill, and she seemed very nervous. And she she was looking at me saying, did you go anywhere after work on Friday? Like her voice kind of small. Like I'm like, I mean, I, I, I think I, I just came home and she's like, so you, you didn't go anywhere or like buy anything? Or like two weeks before that on Friday either. I'm like, what? Why? I, I like, and she she shows me our credit card receipt. And for Friday afternoon at like four thirty in the afternoon, a a credit card transaction of like seventeen dollars and thirty two cents was made at something called Diamond Cowboy. And um, <laughs> and the same thing like for a similar amount, both another equally paltry amount about two weeks before and like you don't know what diamond cowboy is and it's like <laughs> at, at that moment i realized that any adjective attached to cowboy makes it sound like a strip club right. but um <laughs> diamond cowboy actually is the holding company for a local papa murphy's pizza franchisee <laughs> so on fridays i was picking up pizza on the way home and bringing it home but instead of it appearing as papa murphy's on our credit card <laughs> statement it appeared as diamond cowboy <laughs> so going back to Bourbon Cowboy, which is not where we went, we met at World of Beer. And I remember right. this because you and Ken were together and I was hanging out with um, with Paul and David. Yeah. And I think you saw us across the room and waved us over. And it was like that was a really big moment for me because like you and Ken were like, even though you were still new and Ken had been around, you were already kind of like 
you know, community celebrities in a way, like just in the sense that like you, you're, you're like a holding court, like, like everyone loves Kevin. Everyone still loves Kevin. Like you're the person that everyone messages. Like, I, I think I get the feeling about 500 people message you a week saying, Hey, I have an idea or, Hey, can you help me with this? Like <laughs> it's not that many, but <laughs> 300 people a week, but no, it's like, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where like not a single person begrudges it because you're so authentic and you're, you're just such a like real person, you know? I appreciate that. So yeah, I remember that really well. I, I don't, I don't remember the whole, uh, you know, bourbon cowboy thing, but I remember world of beer really well. And, um, and then, uh, I think we went to saw you at Mike Cisneros session. Yeah. You were sitting in the back and we were the you know nerds at the front of the class. We're like, what are you doing back there? And, and sat through. that was in fact, one of the most memorable sessions I've ever been to at the table of the conference. And I'm, I'm sure it had something to do with the people and like, hey, kind of like, cause I think, I don't think we actually got the chance at world of beer to actually hang out. No. We just like, it was just a very brief chat. And I think you were heading back somewhere and we had to go somewhere. And, and um, so I felt like it was before that session, we got to kind of sit there and chat. And I think Sarah was up there and Ken and, and it was an awesome session, but I think it was more like, like you're getting to meet these people that you've known, you know, on this little, you know, you know, half inch icon on Twitter for, for forever. So it was a memorable, I even remember what you were wearing that day, which is an odd thing to say, because, probably because I have a picture of it. It's that, that you're wearing your day, your, um, your, um, my dragon your, drop your shirt, dragon drop shirt. Yeah, it was blue. I remember that. This is I weird that I remember this. Maybe you should not, uh, put this in the final recording i'm, I'm keeping this and <laughs> for a record kev is creepiness actually i i you know the i made those shirts like not hand printed them but i ordered them and i ordered two for that conference because we also did a drag and drop day on the final day of the conference which was when fanalytics was which was actually is my second conference but the first time i had heard of fanalytics which in my opinion is the best part of the conference but we'll get back to that in a second um or not like I, I I've already lost my place here, but uh, yeah. Okay. So we're talking about Mike Cisneros's session and I'll include a link to that in the notes because that is one of my favorite conference sessions I've ever been to. And there's also a kind of thing at the conference. There are certain sessions that are almost like community meet and greet sessions. And Mike's was one of those that year. So like you said, Ken, I, like you saw me in the back and actually waved me down to the front and I, and Ken and Sarah actually opened up a place for me between them. And I sat between Ken and Sarah which I was like totally starstruck by in the moment. I'm like, holy cow, like not like not just they opened a seat for me, like, but they actually like know who I am. And that was one of the, the weirdest things. Like if you've sort of been engaged online in the community for a little while, if you show up at the conference in person, like it's shocking how many people know who you are and recognize you and wave yeah. to you and want to come up and talk and stuff. It's uh, it's so much more like real than you realize. So so kind of on that topic, when you went to TC17, were you did you know anybody? Did you hang out with people? Were you in the community at that point? It was one of those like conferences where you're like, hang out with the the work people and have dinner with them. And they go back to the hotel at eight o'clock at night. That was exactly it. So it was my first conference. It's my first work conference of any kind, really. Oh. So I did have some good work friends. Like I was there with David and I was there with my, uh, my director, Matt, and uh, they're great people. I loved hanging out with them and stuff, but uh, I wasn't engaged with sort of the Tableau community. So I didn't really know like anyone else there. And I didn't know, like, there, there's really, like, layers to the conference. And sort of, it's like, it's like in the Matrix, you know, he takes the pill and he can see the, the layers of reality. It's like the conference is so much more expansive than most people realize. 
But if you're sort of only interacting with it on just the, you know, my work is sending me level, you're going to have a, a sort of much shallower experience. And I think for most people, that's all they, they're really looking for. They're not necessarily looking for the other stuff. But if you are, it's like, holy cow, this thing is so much more amazing. So my first year I went and mind you, they did have one of my favorite speakers at a conference, which was they had the Freakonomics guys come, oh, yeah. which I, I largely credit Freakonomics for a lot of my interest in data in the first place. So I think I was in college and my dad's like, you got to read this book. And I'm like, I don't want to read one of your books, old man. So I, <laughs> so I read the book and it's uh it's weird, you know, it's a weird book. It's like, you know, who delivers more value for their clients, like a realtor or a pimp. And you're like, that is a strange topic. <laughs> and it's like, you know, they, they lay out their cases and, and that sort of thing. And you're like, that's fascinating. Or like, why do most drug dealers live with their moms? And it's like, they, they've got these case studies and they've got numbers and stuff. And you start to put stuff together and you're like, oh, wow, there's like, you know, and all these economic concepts I learned both from the book and the Freakonomics podcast. Like they're, one of my favorite economic effects is called the, uh, the Cobra effect, mm -hmm. which was, uh, and, and whether this actually happened or not is questionable. But uh, when the British ruled um, India, uh, you know, they're, they're doing sort of their, their nation building, their empire building, and they're actually trying to put in some effort to making people feel like they're part of the, the greater empire, you know? So they're like, well, what can we do that would like ease tensions a little bit and make people feel more involved in the community? So they're like, oh, you know, we have this Cobra problem. What if we did like a cash for cars, but like a cash for Cobras thing. So you kill a Cobra, you bring it in, we give you money and like, yeah. So they start doing this and Cobras start coming in like, Oh, this is awesome. Like people are, are bringing in Cobras money's going out, like taking out this Cobra problem. And then one day, like the governor is traveling outside the region and on his way out, he passes Cobra farms because people have started raising Cobras to smash the heads on and sell them. And he's like, oh, man, cash for Cobras is a mess. We got to ax the cash for Cobras problem. So then all of a sudden, there's all these surplus Cobras that these farmers have that are now worthless. And they're like, well, screw it. I'm letting my Cobras loose. Now there's more Cobras than when they started. So it's, a, it's an economic uh, impact of when you accidentally incentivize the exact wrong thing you're wanting to happen. Right. And I'm like, whether that's true or not, it's, it's a spectacular story. Right. Yeah. I think I've heard you tell that story before. So yeah, I talk a lot. I have to fill a lot of airtime. <laughs> <camp. laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> oh man. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a uh, ho hosting is, is fun, but you know, it's uh, at a certain point you're like grandpa telling the same stories over and over, but yeah, it's um. <laughs> That that same conference that we first met, uh, oh, that same night at World of Beer was someone else that I was wanting to meet, and I did not get to meet that night. And that was uh, last night's guest, Lindsay Betzendahl, who is another one of my really close friends in the data fam. And uh, Lindsay, I believe, had broken her foot maybe oh, two weeks yeah. right before the conference. Yeah. And uh, the reason I didn't get to meet her at World of Beer was not because... Um, uh, although I, I am kind of shy, like it was more because she in typical Lindsay fashion was wading through a, a pool of like a hundred people to get to the bar to place an order all with a broken foot, <laughs> um, which is a very Lindsay behavior as well as jumping out of a lift that we were riding in while it was still in motion uh, oh with a broken gosh. foot. So uh, yeah, she, she's, she's bold. <laughs> Did you, were you uh, there for the opening night, the Data Plus Women event that night, that we uh, that year. No, because I didn't know that was a thing yet. Okay, so that was that was one of the cool. So imagine me like not knowing anybody, been doing this for I don't know at that point seven or eight months, and you see all these people on Twitter. I mean, you have the same experience, right? And you walk into this event, and this event was sort of like 
the who's who of of uh of tableau database and it was everybody you know you saw andy creeble and eva murray and you saw i remember meeting anna ford there and and um mike cisneros was there and paul benoob and sarah and i got to meet all these people in this one and they were all just in here there's maybe 50 people there and they were all there and it was it was cool that's one of the best memories because it's like these little picture you know they're they're real life people and uh yeah it was an absolute blast so yeah you missed out you did you went to the one at tc19 though right i did and that was the one in the speakeasy where it was like standing room only and um so like it's a speakeasy i think it might have been at the cosmopolitan or something because the cosmopolitan is just cool so like you know there's like a special door you have to get through and then they let us in and i mean we were probably it felt like double capacity i mean it's like in terms of like people now thinking about covid would look at that and just start having a panic attack i mean i have (laughs) i have some (laughs) i have some anxiety anyway so it's um the t- the way I typically navigate large crowds is by finding one or two people that I know and sticking with them, and then I feel a lot more comfortable. But generally, Same if I'm here. in a large crowd, I'm just like, I just feel really stressed in here. So I'm yeah. I'm working my way through. Um, and it was uh, I sort of making my way around. It's like imagine a U shape, and I enter it with a one side of the U, and I'm working my way around the other side. And uh, I, I encounter Kathy along the way, and Kathy had just had a like her Halloween costume is as like Kathy a, Bridges. Yes, Kathy Bridges. Okay. Had had a viral hit Halloween costume yeah. as a pop out menu that had like over fifty thousand retweets or something. Yeah. Um, I mean it's hysterical. And um, as I'm walking my way around, she spots me. She says, "You're Zach Bowders. You're internet famous." And I'm like, "What?" Uh, especially since like she's the one that had a viral costume. I have nine hundred Twitter followers. <laughs> like uh, I, I'm not. I, I don't have a podcast. I'm. I'm not a Zen master. Like I am basically an unknown quantity that's just kind of friendly. And so uh, I, that that really kind of cracks me up. It's like uh, Zach Bowders is not a thing. Like Kathy. Like you need to recalibrate your uh, your your fame meter there. Like I remember because when I first. So I had in 2018, I started in February, 2018, and, and I was still not doing that for a living come, you know, I think August of 2018. So I ended up saying to my wife, like, I got to go to this, right? So I ended up paying for it myself, paying for the hotel and the flights and everything. And, you know, I think it was in the, you know, $2,500 range for, you know, three days of a business conference I'm paying for it myself. Luckily, I ended up starting starting to work a job doing it for Jeff Schaefer, and I started that in October. And so, you know, two weeks later, I'm going to the conference. But I remember Jeff saying very specifically, "Just wait till you're there. Even though you'd think you're like this total newbie, there are going to be so many people that recognize you and say and know your name." And that's exactly how it was. And then 2019 was like, you know, exponentially more. I. I'm dying to get to a conference just because I, I want to experience that again. You know what I mean? And think about it, you got the podcast and Ken and I have been doing the website and I, I imagine there's going to be a number of people. And I'm, this is almost coming off arrogant. I certainly don't mean it for that way, but there's going to be a lot of people that, that know who Zach is exponentially more than 2019 and probably the same way with Ken and I, that's going to be super exciting. And obviously just to do it in person again is going to be super exciting, but it's, I mean, it's cool that, because if people know your main name, it means you're having some impact. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you know, Ken and I are doing that stuff for free. You're doing it for free. Cost you money, cost us time, right? Um, 
And uh, but if you're making an impact, and I think that's the reason we're doing it. But that's it's going to be exciting when we can do this again. So if Tableau's listening, I think we should do a conference in early 2022. Don't wait till fall. Let's do it in like January, February, and uh, let's get everybody back together. I I, I put in uh, for last week's episode with Sean Miller that uh, Britt should send everyone stickers. So I'm including this in that request. Uh, tell Andrew and just pass it up to Andy and Francois, just all the way up the line, uh, conference early 2022. Like yes. I'm putting in my order now, like I'm ordering my conference. <laughs> Perfect. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> but yeah, it's I, I totally get what you're saying. Like um, I am someone that it's uh, it's always been kind of difficult for me to make friends. Like the friends I've had, like I've always been very close with, but like making new friends has always been difficult. And sort of as an adult, the data fam has been one of the places where I found it easiest to make new friends and to actually make real and genuine connections. When I say that, I'm talking about like people like you and Lindsay, like I could talk to you guys on the phone. Like, like it's mm-hmm. you, you are actually like my real friends. It's not just like a fleeting like, oh, you know, it's that that connection kind of ends when uh, I blog off Twitter for the night or whatever. And that's something I found really special. And I, I totally get what you're saying about the conference and being excited to like meet people because um, honestly, one of my, one of my stresses is at the conference. Now I know so many people that I want to hang out with everyone and yeah. I hate being a bad friend and not being able to hang out with everybody, you know, cause like you might have like, uh, you know, like your, your 10 closest friends or whatever, but you also have like 200 expanded friends that you like a lot and you would like to, you know, go out for a drink or have dinner or whatever. And there's only so many hours in the day. I've always compared it to like camp friends in a sense with a conference, how Mm -hmm. you're getting together. You've sort of all got this connecting material that you all sort of work in the same medium and communicate with each other all the time. It's probably like academics, you know, that all write each other journal articles and review all that stuff all the time. You all know each other through your work very well, but it's, it's now your chance to actually get to talk to that person and say, Hey, you know, that thing you did was so amazing. Or uh, I'm a big admirer of your such and such. And it's, uh, you know, some of that's lost uh, when communicating just entirely digitally. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I remember that being a conflict even two years ago where it was like, this, we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. And, you know, we got to pick something, you know? And I, I mean, I remember I was at that time really tight with Hesham. That was been 2019. It was in Iron Viz. Uh, we had talked a lot just throughout his kind of, you know, I mean, people may have not heard, may have heard the story. Hesham didn't get into the data school in his first attempt. <laughs> I mean, that guy, that guy didn't get into the data school when he put in a lot of time and effort and, and I didn't do a lot, but I did a little to help him. And, uh, you know, we talked through, you know, Iron Biz and I'm not saying I had any influence on that. I'm just, you know, we were buddies, you know, and, uh, I barely got to hang out with that guy at all. And you know he was busy with Iron Viz, but then on the night that he really was able to hang out, you know, I went as Ken's plus one to the Zen conference and or the Zen summit or whatever they call it. And so, yeah, I mean, um, it, it, it's going to probably be much worse next time. But I guess we'll just say, hey, we're going here. Anybody wants to come join us, we'll we'll do that. But you know, and the, that's the other thing is, you know, we've not been to a conference. So, uh, somebody reached out to me the other day and said, asked about something Zen related in, in at the last in-person conference. And I was like, I wasn't one then, right? So uh, we didn't get to do those cool like Zen summits and, you know, like these, in, these cool things or to be standing up on stage 
when they yeah. call your name or to just hang out in the Zen garden and, and talk to people, which that's what I want to do so much. Me too. Uh, but it's funny, like you were sitting here talking and, and, you know, you're never at a loss for words, right? Not, no offense. That's a compliment. I wish I could be more like that. But it's funny to hear you say that, you know, you didn't have a lot of friends or I'm assuming somewhat introverted, Zach. I mean, yeah, I can look, I can fake it. And that's Me the too. thing. They had that they had that <laughs> introvert expert speak at uh, TC19, right, about introverts. And one oh, thing yeah. she said, and this stuck with me, is introverts speak first. Um, and I'm like, wow, totally, I, totally, yeah. I totally do. That's true. Because people uh, listen to the podcast or they hear me talk to people and stuff They're like, oh, Zach's very conversational. He must be an extrovert. It's like, not really. My wife is an extrovert. And the difference between us is like, my wife, like, let's go to Disney World. I'm like, okay. She's like, eight days. I'm like, what? And she's like, eight days, <laughs> 10 hours a day surrounded by people in crowds. And I'm just like, see, that is exhausting to me. But to her, it's energizing. So for me, yeah. I might enjoy stuff like the Tableau Conference. But I also need like... I need to bake in at least an hour of downtime at the end of every night. It's like for me to wind down because for other people that was like sustaining. And for me, it's sort of like pulling away from that pool of energy I have. And I have to sort of reinvest in it so I can come back. And like when people say, Hey Zach, the next morning, I'm like, my wife's exactly the same way. She's a hyper extrovert. I was always introverted. I always wanted to be more like her. So I sort of push myself, but regardless you're still an introvert, right? So yeah. I might seem, I always called myself, I think they have a different, different name for it, like a ambivert or something yeah. like that. But it, for me, I always just called myself an outgoing introvert because I could fake it just like you. But totally. I remember at TC19 when we did, they did the Vizzy Awards there and then they did, um, they talked to the Invis finalists and that was probably, I don't know, day three maybe. And, um, and afterwards, People are like, let's, let's go out. And I'm just like, I can't. And me and my brother went back to the room. We shared, we always share a room at TC and we went back to the room and, and like nine o'clock at night we were in bed and it was just, I just needed space. Right. And which is weird. Cause like I got this opportunity to hang out with all these people and I just needed, needed space. But your wife's probably the kind that like plant try to, if she has a weekend free, she's making plans. Right. Oh yeah, there's no, no like her thing. we're just gonna stay in on a Friday night, right? No, she she doesn't enjoy staying in unless it's goal driven. So if it's like, oh, there's a task I can be working on, like I need to catch up on laundry or whatever, then it's like, yeah, that's cool. But <laughs> right. like, if it's a uh, just a we're not gonna do anything, not doing anything is not an option. Like she can't, she it feels unproductive to her to not do something. Uh-huh. And I'm like, to me, not doing anything is like. That's that's my re-energization time. You know, that's yeah. my thing. But yeah, I, I know what you're. We are the about. same. Like, Your wife is my is my. They're they're exactly the same. So we are married to the same person. Not really, you, but sort of. This is getting weird again, isn't it? You you feel right. this? But yeah, I remember like uh, at TC nineteen. So talking about the difference between like my TC seventeen when I knew nothing, and my TC nineteen where I'm actively plugged in. Like at that by that point, I think I'm a Tableau ambassador. Um, and that, that was the year I won my my first Vizzy. Um, but I remember I got invited to a data leadership day, like the day before the conference actually kicks off. So, you know, but the day before the conference, there's actually that like evening kickoff celebration in the, um, the data village and everything where they mm-hmm. have like cocktails and snacks and everything. So that day, I spent most of the day at the Four Seasons with um, a bunch of people that we know, uh, a bunch of Comcast guys, a couple of other dudes from St. Jude and uh, like Fred from uh, JLL was there mm-hmm. and like some people yeah. I ended up working with now. 
Um, but like I'm over there and I'm like, I don't know how I got invited to this in the first place. Like I, I'm not that much of a thing. Um, but I'm also not a people leader at my job. I mean, while I am a tug leader and stuff, I guess maybe I'm a community leader. I don't know. So I got invited to this thing and it was a, it was a big uh, rollout of Blueprint, uh, which I think is a, a big game changer for a lot of organizations if more people right. pick up on it. So I know in this year's conference, there's some presentations about it. So if you're not familiar with it, check out Blueprint. But so that day, I remember at my desk before I left for the conference, I actually made a schedule for myself with sticky notes because that evening I had four consecutive events back to back. So they had a pre-cocktail hour for the data leadership thing in the data village. So we got in early, which the best part of that was I got to rub it in Lindsay Betzendahl's face because she was bragging how she was going to get in early. And I got in first and bought a hoodie before she could. <laughs> Next was the actual kickoff in the data village. So we were in there and then the party starts. Then there was a Tableau community event in Lights, which is the oh, yes. nightclub inside the Mandalay Bay. So that was for like Zen's ambassadors and tug leaders. So there was that. And then I know you you and I were both at this as well as Lindsay and a few other people. Uh, the Rari Irish pub, which is between the Mandalay Bay oh, yes. and Luxor as the after party. So I was looking at all this. I'm like, well, Okay, so this is a lot like emotionally to process for me in the first place, but also I'm like, I am drinking no more than one drink at any of these things yeah, or I'll no die because yes. um, this is running from like five in the afternoon until like 11 o'clock at night, just at like socialization for me all that the entire time. I mean, mind you, these are people I'm excited to be seeing and socializing with, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is intense. And then the conference starts the next day. But yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it was a kickoff, man. Yeah, I think the Irish bar was the after party every single night, wasn't it? I feel like we were there every night afterwards. It usually is. If you wander there, you will see probably at least 20 to 50 people from the data fam that you recognize. Yeah. And that's also where I decided that when I sit in a certain station there, much like when the Pope sits in, in a certain chair, like anything he says is like gospel. When I sit in this chair, all of my root movie recommendations are perfect. <laughs> like, I don't think it's true, but I want to believe it is. <laughs> So I know you're supposed to be the guy doing the like interviewing or, or we're just having a conversation, right? Forget that. There's no interview going on here. There's no interview. I want to ask you questions, right? Go for it. All right. So Iron Viz, thoughts? I'll keep it really wide, wide open. So I, I, I'm really excited for this year's Iron Viz because we have three contestants with very different styles and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the big challenges is like, I'm a big fan of Sam Parsons, uh, but a lot of Sam stuff is very like back end calc heavy, lots of uh, data manipulated curves and stuff like that. And while his Iron Viz entry that got him in was sort of his uh, wavy Avengers timeline with all the complicated stuff is how is he going to scale that back and bring something that's sort of his signature dazzle? Yeah, but uh, can be can be generated in 20 minutes. Mind you, a lot of that stuff he's able to make in advance. But like how much is worth it? Because it's really I've always compared Iron Viz to the uh, qualifying is a marathon in order to run a 20 yard dash. Yeah. Totally. So who can put together the best 20 yard dash? And I really think it, it's anyone's game in this. In fact, um, as, as much as I love Sam's stuff, I think his signature style may be a detriment to him here and he might have to retool. I think. Uh, I think the other two contestants could be a deadlock, especially Pradeep is very good at business dashboards. And I think that like that lends itself very well to actual mm -hmm. Iron Viz success. Yeah. Well, last year we saw Christian Felix with his, I don't even know what we're calling this chart, but it's like the, the map with the wavy lines. Curves on a map. 
I Curves call it on Curves map. on a Map. And Wendy Wendy uh, wrote it for our website, and yeah, it kind of went nuts. Yeah, it's like every, everyone's been doing Curves on a Map since then. Yeah. Like it's I look at it as like there's a Christian homage. Like you know, it's it's mm-hmm. uh it's one of those things where it's it's uniquely identifiable. The utility of it is somewhat questionable, yeah. um, but it looks cool. And yeah. I think the looks cool and novelty of it carried that the, the day. But if you look back at some of the previous entries and stuff, uh, if you look at like, uh, gosh. I'm uh, thinking Ludovic. I'm thinking Ludovic's yeah. beautiful radial dashboard he did in TCA, at TCA team. That was weather and, memories, right? Yeah, weather mem- Yeah, I think that's what he called it. And I mean, I I was in love with it, but I think the judges struggled with it analytically, right? Yep. And um and yeah, he didn't win that year, you know. So I, that's exactly my my comparison here is I do think Sam will pull off something wild and crazy because that's his style, right? That's probably what he's gonna want to do. Yeah. He also does really great um business dashboards if you ever check out that. But I don't think he I think he's gonna want to do something Sam-esque, you know, on stage. So I expect to be to see something like that and, and like you said with Pradeep I expect a really well done well designed dashboard because everything he does looks like it's like a website versus Tableau I don't know yep. how he makes everything so clean and crisp and and perfect uh, and then I feel like uh, Lisa's maybe a little she's pretty new to the community right I, yeah Lisa I mean, her, has an underdog was, factor going for her like you she, want to root for Lisa I, I certainly and she's super nice and obviously super talented um but a little bit of an unknown commodity here we don't really know what she's i mean she's clearly capable a lot she she, she made made the, the final but we don't really know right i think we really have a good grasp on sam style and produce style but she she we'll see what she does i remember looking at we so at work we we always um get together and it was Jennifer Dawes, Danushki De La Vera, and myself. And we got together in a conference room, took an hour at lunchtime. And we just, let's just look through all the visits, all the entries, and let's rank them. And we'll all pick our top 10. This is, I've been doing, I do this with Ken as well. So I went through and got the top 10. And then I went through it. After I had it, I went through it again. And I'm like, I had leases, I think, at, um, at like eight or something. And I looked through it again. And I, you know what? She's in. I'm moving her to three. So I had Sam, Pradeep, and Lisa. I think I had Lisa at three or four. And I messaged Lisa and say, you better get prepared because you got a darn good chance of being in this thing. And she was like, oh, God, please no. (laughs) It was like, no, not sure she wanted that. But uh, it was an awesome it was awesome. It was so creative and so fun and and sort of just light, you know, and uh Anyways, I can't wait to see. I think for most people, that's their favorite event, right? But three complete all stars. Not that we had three all stars in the last year. We had three all stars in there the year before. I mean, that's pretty normal. You don't get there without being a total stud, right? But um, but all three so different styles. I can't wait to see how they pull it off and and how to see how Sam pulls off crazy wild, you know, curves in twenty minutes. It should be interesting. Well, by the time people are hearing this, they will know who won. Uh, so I'm yeah. going to say right now, 
insert winner here. Congratulations. <laughs> but um, I have a hot take. Okay. I have a controversial take about TC18's Iron Viz uh, contest. And that's where we had two winners. We had Josh Smith and Hesham, both one. That was 19. 19. 19, right. right. Um, I'm going to say I actually think Lindsay was maybe the best that year. Um, and it was a very difficult competition to watch, especially since you're seeing like, you're not really seeing two winners as much as you're seeing one loser yeah, win out of yeah. a three person race, one person loses. But Lindsay's was the one that actually felt like it had the most functionality. And I'm saying this with absolute love and respect because Josh is one of my favorite data fam, even though he hasn't been as involved lately. Um, he and I were really good buddies at the time. And I think the thing that carried the day for Josh was his story along totally. with the Viz yeah. really supplemented the quality of it. So don't undersell the fact that whatever whatever you're allowed to tack onto that Viz in terms of your personal verbi verbal storytelling can transform what's on the page. And we should be clear for people that don't know. I mean, Josh has a degree in poetry. Yeah. I mean, he's like, and he, go read a blog post where it sounds like he's writing a novel. Um, and, and I don't mean, I don't mean length. He just is a really, really good writer. And so he was probably able to write the story and then verbalize it. He had a huge advantage over um, others. Right. I, I agree with you. It was a story that, that ended up winning that for him. That was an awesome event because I feel like all any of the three could have won. Yeah. I absolutely love Hessian's Viz. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous. The colors job. alone, his color choices were so perfect. And and he did that sort of balloon chart. I don't think at that point anybody had really done that that I had seen. I'm sure somebody in history has done something like that, but but it was a very new concept. And he did a really great job of a, on the story as well. I remember him saying, you know, and I don't remember where it was, but it was like something obscene, like he, in Italy, the favorite food is Chinese or something. It was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like just really, really well done. But you're right. Lindsay's was something you could put into play immediately in a business. And I think I'd heard, and I don't know if it's rumors or not, that the the people that provided that data actually approached her to talk, to, you know, to talk to her about, you know, doing some stuff for them. So yeah, it was one of those weird, weird years. I, I didn't like the tie just because like you said, it felt like there was one person that, that lost. I really wouldn't have been surprised if any of the three won it though. You just should have just gave it to all of them. I mean, everybody did so good that year. So, yeah. So let me we'll ask see. you this. We've had a lot of a uh, fun back and forth conference reminiscing and stories. Do you have like a favorite portion of the conference, like a, a like a keynote or devs on stage or fan analytics or anything like that? Well, I, you know, it's funny because other than Iron Viz, what did we spend the first 20 minutes talking about was, was really just the community aspect, right? Hanging out with people outside of the conference, which for me is, you know, for me, is the conference is sort of like a vacation, you know, sure it's a work event yeah. and, and you got to do some work things. Right. But for me, it's, you know, it's, it's that fun um, engaging with others and people tend to underestimate the value of that. You know, if, if I'm stuck on something, I need help. I've got, probably a solid couple hundred people that I could go to and say, Hey, can you help me on this? Like, I know I'm good friends with, with server admins and, and people like Udit that uh, I think you're having on um, that's, you know, incredible at design or, you know what I mean? You have all these, these connections that you, they're very useful down the road. Right. So, so that, that community aspect is fun, but it's also really, really useful. But if we're going to talk specifically sessions, 
Um, yeah, I mean, Iron Viv is super awesome. Devs on stage, awesome. I mean, the keynotes are interesting to kind of see, you know, what the future might bring. Um, if you're talking sessions, my first and foremost session is always going to be speed tipping. Find me the speed tipping session because they load in the tips. You know, I get 50, 60 tips and there's always something, you know, that you've never heard. Ann Jackson. So this year, Ann Jackson, Lorna Brown, formerly Lorna Eden and Heidi Calby. I guess that's how you pronounce her last name. She's done a bunch of speed tips. So, yeah. so that should be super cool. Um, I always say anything with Jonathan Drummy or Jeff Schaefer going to be good. Not just saying that because Jeff's my boss, but uh, I mean, he's just an awesome presenter and he's a teacher as well. So, so yeah, those are the things um, I, I'm curious. We talked about Cisneros session, but what's your most, I, I, this is a, for a weird reason, but what's the most memorable session you ever went to at a, at a Tableau conference? I, I'm going to say that one and I'll say for a couple of reasons. One. Yeah. For, for one, because it's where I met a lot of the community for like the first time and saw them in the flesh. But also um, uh, the, the main message of that particular session, and I'll take this out and share it, was I forget what Broadway musical it's from, but Mike talks about it's better to be nine people's favorite thing than 500 yeah. people's ninth favorite thing. Yeah. Like Instead of looking and seeing what you feel like you should be doing, like saying, hey, I think people would like it if I did such and such. Like do the thing that you really feel passionate about and are going to be invested in. And then whoever likes that is really going to like it instead of, you know, people sort of like, oh, yeah, I kind of like this thing. Like I saw it. It was good. I moved on. But it was, you know, pretty good. Like, wouldn't you rather have people that like genuinely are interested in you and what you're doing mm -hmm. rather than just sort of have a passing fleeting interest in it? And it's like that's one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah. And then so at the time I stopped doing as many Makeover Mondays, not because Makeover Monday was like bad. Makeover Monday is an incredible exercise. But so many times I didn't find myself invested in the data sets. Yeah. So I didn't really, you know, care as much. And, you know, you could tell. So I would switch over and I started making my own data sets and looking up topics I was interested in. And it's around the time I started doing that, that a lot more people started responding to my work saying, hey, I really like what you did with this. And it's like, yeah, it's like, I think because I care more. And I mean, it's different with like work, work. I mean, with work, work, you're invested because it's your job and right. you want to deliver success for whoever your client is and stuff. And in this case, the client is you like, don't you want to invest in yourself and like do the stuff that makes you happy and, and sort of keeps you engaged so that you keep learning and growing. Right. The, the, the passion certainly shows through. And I was, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to touch on a couple of things that you kind of hit is that was I love Makeover Monday. I mean, unfortunately, you know, they're on hiatus and, and you can certainly see that, uh, you know, it feels, I hope it comes back. Um, but I wasn't a big participant in Makeover Monday because I wasn't passionate about the data. Even from day one, I was just building my own data sets. I, I would say 90, I think I got 120 business. I bet you 118 of them are my own data set, not some other data set provided. Um, Cause I just, okay, I'm going to spend all this time in my free time. I'm going to be passionate about the data and you want it, you want it to be, you want it to show through in your work. But I was going to say that's about the time where you kind of just started doing your, you know, one chart visits, right. Yeah. Instead of trying to do these long form things and that things that you just didn't love is the one chart, you know, and I remember the, the, the back to the future one, like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And, and just, you know, and I, I think, yeah, when you're doing something that you're interested in, that passion clearly comes through on the page. So 
yeah. So for me, and I know you'll remember this, it was TC19. Chantilly Jagannath was oh, yeah. speaking, and she did a great presentation. Love the presentation. But what was so memorable was what happened afterwards. And if people weren't there, this was, <laughs> it was she so put crazy. The Jagger in Jagannath. <laughs> yes. Uh, so if, if people weren't there, so she did a great presentation of the design. I remember lots of different aspects talking about like just things that almost seem simple to, to people that are designers. Um, you're talking about icon usage. If you're going to use a field icon, use another field icon. Don't use an outline icon. And if you use a black and white one, don't use a color. Just really simple like techniques that you are really applicable, you know, not crazy table calculations, though she knows all that stuff as well, but just really simple design techniques. Great presentation. But when she wrapped up and the session was jammed in the biggest room there. I mean, I'm guessing 1500 people. I don't know. And when she was done, people flooded the stage. And when I say flooded, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? 200 people? Yeah, it was crazy. Like it was, it was a large room. So some, some, you know, conference presentations are in smaller rooms. She already had like a double size room, mm -hmm. but then the amount of people, like oftentimes you'll see maybe 10 people line up after someone's presentation. She was literally mobbed. Like people literally. were so on fire by her presentation. Like when you and see just a spark by her, of though, I mean, she's so like, yeah. everybody loves her. She's yeah. just super likable. So yeah, I mean, yes, it's, I, I'm guessing it was at least 200 people. It could have been three or 400. Uh, I, I'll tell you, you for, for context, uh, Ken and I presented, I think, the next day, and it was the last day of the conference. I don't know if that makes a difference. I knew a lot of people fly out that morning, but um, about 20 people come up after after our presentation, and she had at least 10 times that. So it was insanity and uh, couldn't happen to a better person. But, yeah, it was so cool to see. I'll have you know that you and Ken's presentation – um, was that year for me, my Mike Cisneros um, of the year in, oh, cool. in many ways, at the very least of it's the one that you saw all the data fam at. So like mm -hmm. the first three or four rows were like nothing but people yeah. that you would recognize. But beyond that, it's like for me, it was literally the last thing I did at TC that year, not just because it was the last thing, but because I showed up with my bags. My flight was in two hours. Oh, wow. So me and David. Uh, came to attend your session. I think we sat on the first or second row. And then it's like, okay, we're out immediately because we have to get across the street to the airport. But yeah, it's uh, it was it was really exciting because, and I know this is an ambition of mine. I've always wanted to present at the conference. And one of the reasons I didn't do it uh, this year, I didn't pitch anything or ask was just because I've done so many virtual presentations in the past year and a half to tugs. I've done some other events and stuff like that, that I've burned through so much material that I would like to talk about to the point where if I'm presenting, I almost feel like I have to be physical in order to do something different right now, yeah, like short yeah. of just taking some time and saying, I need to work on new material. Yeah. Um, but I was so happy to see you and Ken together presenting. And like, I was really, it's like, I could tell you were, you guys were like, you especially were nervous beforehand. I'm not saying that's like neg you or anything, but cause it, you were so excited because there's so many people there that you like respected and everything. And it's like, your coming out party, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do remember being nervous, but also remember being hyper prepared. We had, we had done, um, two tugs with that. We did Columbus and Cincinnati tugs and, and uh, we were very, very prepared for it. And I think, it, I mean, I, I, Steve Wexler tells me it was one of his favorite sessions of all time. So it's like, oh, wow, high praise from a guy like that, right? And Andy Kriebel said something like that, one of, the, one of the best sessions he's seen. So that is always 
you know, incredible to hear. So the preparation was worth it. But yeah, I remember being nervous because like, you're right. All the first three or four rows were people you knew and you didn't want to blow it in front of them, right? I didn't want one of my table calculations to fail because we did a lot of that stuff live, right? Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun, it was a little out there topic. You know, we talked a lot about trig and curves and stuff like that. And, and maybe it's 1% of what you do at work, maybe half a percent of what you do at work, but still good to have that, that knowledge. Um, I guess we could plug that, you know, Ken and I present, well, it's, we're recording early. This is going to happen. What day of the conference? This is Wednesday. Wednesday. So you probably already saw us. <laughs> oh, was it guys? Wasn't it great? <laughs> yeah, we did great. <laughs> Anyways, this is a much lighter topic. Um, we're, you know, go back to more of the kind of Chantilly stuff. We're, we're calling it make better which sounds silly but there's a story behind it but it's all about just taking a, a dashboard and we see these dashboards all the time and just making them cleaner better um more crisp easier to understand more interactive um and it's a it's a 25 minute session so it's jam-packed uh so if you didn't catch it i'm sure there's going to be rebroadcast on in one of the three regions so anyways yeah, I mean, I think that that's super valuable for so many people because so many times, like a lot of people have a pretty decent intermediate skill set. And a lot of people might be really tool competent, but aren't as necessarily as intuitive towards like the visual aspect of it because it's really a multi part discipline, right? Like, one thing is you got to know how this tool works in the first place to pick it up and use it. But even then, that doesn't prevent you from shooting yourself in the foot all day long, making stuff that isn't as good as it could be. So for a lot of us that have been in the community for a while, we've gotten that constant exposure where you see so many things all the time yeah. that whether or not you've read the big book of dashboards and other like things that are sort of seminal, you might be like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of developing a, this thing is good, this thing is bad. I may not be able to say why yet, but at least I can tell. And unless you're getting that kind of exposure, you might not have that. So like, that's a big leap forward for a lot of people that might be able to execute on ideas, but not know what the best thing to do is. I think you see it all the time. And it's, it seems to be from the, the folks, if you're doing this in just for work and you're not interacting with the community, you know, I mean, it's going to be easy to just do what you think's best. Right. And us that are involved in community and Ken and I say it all the time, you almost learn by osmosis. You see, you know, what Jeff Schaefer puts out, what Pradeep puts out, what Adam McCann puts out. Even if Adam McCann does some crazy stuff, he also does some really great stuff like his KPI dashboard, right? Um, so uh, you you almost learn just by, like you said, just by seeing good stuff every day. And then you start to learn what good stuff is. You said it's something it might take you a while to even figure out or to verbalize why it's good. You know, yeah. it took me two years before I would ever really talk about data visualization forget the tableau piece i could always do a demo of collapsible containers and parameter actions right but it took me two years to ever write anything on the craft of data visualization what's good and what's bad because i was uncomfortable in saying why it was good or why it was bad i just sort of knew right um so yeah hopefully that's helpful and hopefully lots of people watch it and and yeah i mean it's just something you see all the time when people ask me for feedback it's I, I tend to give them more visual type feedback versus I'm not, you know, you're averaging averages here. That's not, you know, sure. If I see them averaging averages, I'll, I'll call it out. But my feedback isn't typically analytical. It's typically, you know, the design part, like how yep. can it be more effective? So, yeah. 
the design part's harder to teach than the analytical. Yeah, I think so. That's an interesting statement because bold statement. I make bold because, statements. <laughs> <laughs> because people get into into this, they come from all walks of life. We talked about Josh being a, a, a poetry, That's and true. Jeff Schaefer and Steve Wexler are musicians, right? Um, but there's still a big chunk that people come in to be an analyst from math and computer science backgrounds. So I tend to think that people doing this job are more, you know, are better at analytics than they are design. So, um, so I, that may be true what you said, but I think it's more kind of predetermined because of the people that are in that, in that role. Agreed. I think it, the people that are currently in this type of role are, are, going to be better analytically than they are designed. maybe less in the future i mean like like i came from it before i came to analytics so a lot of people that i experience like in my current role or at my previous job that didn't start here came from like it or some you know harder discipline that might be unfair uh not harder discipline but like uh with analytics being more multifaceted and you having to not just be able to crunch the numbers but then be able to express them in the least offensive visual format Right that, right. that might be also another oversimplification, <laughs> but like you wanted to still this down. Like, you know, there are lots of things you could do to express an idea, but which one makes the most sense to the most people. And, you know, you're not throwing red on there that, you know, misleads people's emotions and stuff, which factors into how we read things. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's complicated. It's weird. And I, and I feel like there's been so much more of a focus on design. I mean, it's key that you get the analytical side, right. You know, I mean, that's got to be the, the priority, I think. But there's been so much more focus on design. I mean, just go look at Tableau Public Profiles, you know, visits from 2016, 2017. And, and in general, I think, or I'll say on average, the designs are getting much, much better. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. What else? Okay. What else are you looking forward to? Oh, yeah, I know you were trying to cut me off. I'm we building. I'm building here. So <laughs> I, I want to. Okay, we're coming into the home stretch. Okay. okay? okay. So I want to tease for one thing. You and I know some of the cool new stuff that's coming in devs on stage tomorrow. So like you and I know some of these goodies that are coming, mm -hmm. and I can say from a personal perspective, for the past year, I haven't been super enthusiastic about a lot of the new features that we've had. Like I am super excited by a lot of the new features that are coming tomorrow. And I'm definitely not getting paid to say this because this podcast <laughs> makes no, but like this podcast is a detriment to my wallet people. But uh, I think everyone's going to be excited by devs on stage tomorrow. And I wanted to throw to Kevin and say, uh, do you have a favorite devs on stage moment or memory or, or a favorite session that you attended in the past? Yeah, that's a good question. It's funny because in 2018, you know, it was really new. And I remember them talking about lots of things. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> like, I remember looking at people going, do you even know what this is related to? You know, I, so 2018 was a little bit of a blur because there was a lot of stuff that I just didn't even get, right? Did they announce set actions in 2018? 2018. I think was they did because set actions came out right after that conference. Yes, because right after that, uh, Lindsay um, Poltier became like the maven of set actions. <laughs> yeah. Like she was releasing set action pieces like every oh, week. And it's like, what? Insane. But I, I remember them saying something about set actions. And I was like, I do not get it at all. And, and to be very fair, 
I don't think most people got it like what it, what the potential really was. Um, maybe Lindsay was one of the few, right? But I just remember that could just very much going over my head. Um, so it certainly TC19, I believe they announced um, dynamic parameters there. Yes. that And that's what I remember. I remember. I'm sorry. I remember <laughs> for people who haven't experienced, I, I assume you have plenty of listeners that haven't been to a, a conference, but for people who haven't experienced, imagine, you know, 17,000 people in this arena. And when, you know, the words dynamic parameters comes out of Filippo's mouth, the the standing ovation from 17,000 people like a rock at a rock concert. That's exactly what it was. You could definitely uh, tell who got it and who didn't like there, yeah. there were, there were people there. Like I, like I know I was on my feet because I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is going to save me so much time. <laughs> yes. Not man going and manually updating parameters to uh, add a company name or a date or whatever. Yeah. So I remember that really, really well. I remember them talking about buffer caps and stuff like that, that were exciting, but the dynamic parameters, I think that's what made people go nuts. Um, so yeah, that was definitely it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you're right. I know a little bit what's happening, but I still can't wait to see like making some of those things official. There's a couple of new desk. Yeah, I feel like the focus this year has been less on desktop, right? You kind yeah. of touched on it. Um, lots of improvement with you know explain data and ask data and server side stuff, but um, uh, in, in prep, but. I, there's some really cool desktop features coming. Then one particular, I'm like super, super duper amped about. When is Devs on stage? Is that Thursday? That's Thursday. So that's tomorrow morning. That's tomorrow. People are going to be getting this first thing in the morning. Theoretically, they might listen to this Wednesday evening, maybe. But um, yeah, there, I, I think I know which one you're talking about. And I'm excited for this too. Oh, like it's going to, we'll, we'll, we'll validate later if people have their suspicions, if it's the thing. <laughs> All right, cool, man. <laughs> well, Kev, this has been awesome. Like since I didn't get to hang out with you at the Irish pub and make my perfect movie recommendations this year, I knew I had to have this, this, this selfish one-on-one -on -one time, but really it's me sharing you with everyone because oh. everyone wants some Kevin. So Kev, before we go, is there anything you want to shout out or promote before we go today? Uh, I mean, you can always check out Flurless Twins. I hope people have uh, checked it out. I'm going to talk, just say really quickly, sessions I'm looking forward to. So if you didn't hear, listen to these sessions, find your voice with Priya Badam, all about Tableau community. Um, Chim, if you guys don't know Chimdi's work, I'm, I'm, I'll kill his last name. I'm going to try. Minimalist design by Chimdi Nwosu. I think that's how you say it. Um, and uh, there's a Spanish speaking one with Paulo and uh, Diego and uh, and uh, Ken and I make better Tableau. Uh, I don't remember. What it make your Tableau dashboards better or something like that. So so look like tons of community. And I should note um, Tableau community is how they've kind of categorized uh, community speakers. So uh, my first TC, Jeff Schaefer, told me go to an event because of the speaker, not because of the topic. I 100% back that. So. Uh, go see good speakers and uh, yeah that's it good chatting with you zach i second that see you tomorrow des on stage guys all right bye see ya
You've been listening to Data Plus Love. Our music track is We Are Legends by Alex Stoner. Hey, you're still here? Um, you're probably waiting for like the next podcast uh, to kick in, probably something better. Um, thanks for hanging on. Anyway, if you're picking up what we're putting down, uh, consider buying us a cup of coffee on ko-fi.com slash d-a-t-a-p-l-u-s-l-o-v-e. Um, just, you know, drop $3 in our tip bucket. It helps us buy better equipment. It helps us uh, pay for razor blades to keep me from looking like a wolf man. And it keeps uh, Mark's head looking so shiny and beautiful. Anyway, thanks for listening. We'll never put anything behind a paywall. And thanks for your patronage. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end. I really appreciate you listening to the Data Plus Love podcast. If you'd like to see more about what we're up to with the show, go to anchor.fm slash data plus love. Just spell it out, not a literal plus sign. Here you'll be able to see our library of episodes as well as interact with them either through polls or comments or leave a voicemail message that I'll put on an episode. You can interact with me personally by joining me on Twitter. I'm at Zach Bowders, not hard to hunt down. And if you like what you're hearing, consider leaving a tip for us or signing up for a small monthly donation at our ko-fi.com slash data plus love. Buying a cup of coffee for the show is just $3, and you can get more if you choose, or sign up to give that $3 or more monthly. Either way, I really appreciate it. Lastly, if you'd like to see more of my public data viz work, check me out on Tableau Public. So go to public.tableau.com and search for Zach Bowders. I'm the only one. You won't have trouble finding me. I promise. So thanks again for hanging on to the end of the show. I really appreciate all of your listens. And until next time, this has been Zach Bowders for the Data Plus Love Network.